Okay, greetings, Alpha Seeker. Welcome to the uh, newly rebranded, sort of, Nugent uh, Capital newsletter. Not newsletter. Uh, newsletter on my mind. We haven't gotten the newsletter out yet, but we will. Um, Nugent Capital Podcast. So, watching CNBC today, so you didn't have to. A uh, couple of interesting things. Uh, John Nigerian recommends Walgreens, and the symbol on that now is WBA, which I, I guess stands for Walgreens Boots Alliance. This was a grand old American company that basically got acquired by a British company, Boots, although it still trades, obviously, on the, uh, I believe it's the NYSE. So, uh, it's at 43, and, you know... Or not, it wasn't John, actually. I think it was Pete Nigerian. And he plans on buying it at 43 and then selling calls against it, I think, is his idea. It was at uh, 64 at the beginning of the year. And it went down to 43. And I don't know what, whether it's just earnings or, you know, COVID or what. But um, I don't see any reason why Walgreens shouldn't go back up. Oh, I know what it was, the Amazon threat. You know, the Amazon threat, okay, fine, but there's a lot of entrenched business at a place like a Walgreens that probably isn't going to go away. Front of the store, I'm not too crazy about their strategy with all the uh, cosmetics. I mean, you know, I'm kind of... I mean, I don't get my cosmetics there. No, my, my wife, of course, wouldn't be seen dead in a Walgreens to get cosmetics. But, you know, she's a kind of an outlier on that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think that's the best strategy in the world for them. But, you know, you still go to Walgreens to get stuff like Vicks VapoRub, which I remember my grandmother used to slather on and I used to hate the smell. And now I've got a bottle right next to my bed. And now I know why she used to do that. Because everything aches when you get to be my age. And you slather some of that stuff on and it, and it helps. So, you know, the other thing they're going to have going for them is the vaccine. I mean, the drugstores are going to be prime uh, distributors for the vaccine. Now, I know there's a bunch of other modalities, doctor's offices and they're going to have drive-through vaccination and this and that and the other things. So, but you know, Walgreens should get its share of that, and I don't think they're going to give that away. So, I should think that the next couple of quarters will be profitable, and maybe people, you know, while they're while they're there for their vaccine, they'll pick up a. You know, the other thing is you get the toilet paper hoarding going on again. So, I I think that's not a bad pick and. He was thinking that it could go up to 100. The other possibility is somebody, you know, there may be an acquisition here. Because they've got some nice stores. And maybe CVS buys them. Maybe maybe one of the other chains. I don't know. Maybe Amazon buys them, you know. Maybe Amazon would like to have physical stores to distribute its it's pharma, pharmaceuticals. So I think that's a pretty good bet of 43. I mean, the other way you could play that, frankly, is the sell puts against it. It's, kind of, it's hard to imagine, you know, what could go wrong here going into 2021. 
because you've got the vaccine, which they're going to make money on. You've got the recovery, which the vaccine will create. Uh, So that seems to me like a good idea. The other stock they recommended was uh, Micron, M-U symbol, which is at 73 and just keeps going up. Apparently is the tech stock, so don't ask me exactly what they do because I don't exactly know. But that's trading at 73. Uh, whoever was who was oh I think that was that was Pete again uh, talking about uh, that it'll go from 85 to 100. He's done a lot of stuff actually. He mentioned he's got AMD calls. AMD used to always be like the you know like the Harlem Globetrotters used to have this team they played in the Washington whatever and just you know thrashed. Uh, it was the original, you know, woke white team. <laughs> Just get beat the hell all the time by the Globetrotters. But uh, AMD is now doing really well. And Intel's the one that's in trouble, which is a, quite a role reversal. Uh, Andrew Andy Grove must be rolling around in his grave about that. He used to, he founded Intel. And uh, Nautilus? which I guess is still a company that makes Nautilus machines. And he mentioned it's not, I think it's called Biotechni. I'll have to look that up. Then Palantir, uh, very active in options, and also there's a company called Riot, which is not what you think. You know, it's... Uh, it's a, I, th- I think it's some kind of tech company. So those both of those companies, are very active options companies, Palantir and Riot. So if you're, you know, one thing about options is, first of all, I saw a statistic that the options market is just going through the roof. Um, In fact, I put something out there in the Alpha's next website from the Wall Street Journal. It's a video that explains options. It's It's on the LinkedIn, the Alpha's next LinkedIn page corporate page and it's a video about how options work and it's a cautionary tale because a lot of the people who are getting in this you know they don't get it that you can lose a lot of money on options because they expire right um so yeah okay i can i can get into amazon for a very small premium but if they expire and there are a number of reasons that it's not just as easy as saying, okay, I think Amazon's going to go up 5%, so I'll buy the option there. You know, there's all sorts of volatility issues. You can pay too much for the option. You can lose money even if the if the stock does what you think it's going to do, depending on the timing and depending on how much you pay for the option. So uh, it's a cautionary tale, and it's it's worth watching because I talk a lot about options, but, you know, I've done it, and I get it. And if you haven't done it and you don't get it, you know, watch that video. Because you don't want to try this at home necessarily. Um, and I i mean, I personally lost a lot of money doing it before I knew what I was doing. At least I think I know what I'm doing now. But So go watch that if you're, if you're curious about them. And it's basically trying to talk people out of doing it. But, you know, the the point I was trying to get to was that you can buy an option and, and play in a big, big money stock, 
But nowadays you can do that fractionally with these uh, partial shares that they sell at Schwab and everything else. You know, you can buy 10 bucks at Amazon if that's what you want to do. So if you just want to buy a stock but you don't want to buy a whole share because it's too expensive, you can do these fractional shares uh, and accomplish the same thing in a way there, where the stock doesn't expire. So that's cool. Uh, and that's probably a safer way to do it if you don't know what you're doing. Now, of course, our pitch is that we do know what we're doing. So if you want to take advantage of some of these biotech names, you know, uh, le le leave the driving to us, as the old Greyhound commercial used to go. But if you are going to, there, you could just walk away from it and not do anything. But the third option is if you think maybe you'd like to start to learn about options. And I, I encourage anybody to do this because you learn a lot about a lot of things. You learn a lot about life, and certainly you learn a lot about the stock market. But, you know, uh, options, I learned a lot about probabilities, and, um, you know, I always say the all you need to know about options is the delta of an at-the-money option is 0.5. And people look at me and say, what? And what what that means is that if you buy an at-the-money option on a stock in 30 days or what have you, the uh, the odds that it will be in the money are 50-50, which means that nobody knows which way it's going to go. It's like a football game. You know, when you bet on a football game, the odds are 50-50, but to even that out, because anything can happen on Sunday, you don't know, but to even out the money, the bookies will put odds on it, right? They'll give you 10 points if, if you bet against the, if you bet on the Bears, just so somebody bets on the Bears, because they don't want to, they want to be neutral in terms of the outcome of the game and just take what they call the vigorish in that, in that business, which is, you know, they'll make 10% no matter who wins, and that's, they can't lose. So that's how an options market maker has to run his book, you know. They don't want to have stock-specific risk. So they try to uh, price the options that way. So, you know, basically half of the money's on one side. Half of the people are buying calls and half of the people are selling calls and the same on puts. So once you know that, you know a lot about life because, you know, you never know what's going to happen next. Look at this virus. You know, anybody who's in the business of predicting the future is in the wrong business because nobody can predict the future. But anytime you make a prediction, uh, you know, it feels very good to be right. And it's also profitable. So what you try to do is get as much information as you can and learn about as much, as much about what's happened before and thus be able to project the future from the past. But you always have to be aware that you could be wrong. I mean, I bought this house three years ago, I think, and or two years ago. And I never imagined that the value would drop. Never. I mean, I knew when I bought the house, I was not getting a deal. I paid full price. And I knew it was no deal. But, you know, I wanted to make a move, and I did it. And, you know, I was happy with what I did. Uh, we were living in a multi-unit building, and between, you know, my family doesn't work and play well with others. And the as a result, sometimes then I don't. And so I thought multi-unit living is no longer for me. So 
we got a single family house and we're all under one roof and you know we don't bother anybody and nobody bothers us and that's great but it never occurred to me I'd lose money on the house but if I if I try I first of all I don't even have a bid on the house right now and the bid I got was a big money loser for me so I turned it down never imagined that would happen but we had covid which I would have never guessed. And we had these uh, riots and looting episodes over the summer. And the city turned into a a ghost town. And nobody's buying. So, you know, there's no bid. I never in a million years would have expected that. But these things happen. So, you know, bottom line is nobody ever knows what's going to happen next. And that's something options taught me. You know, real estate has taught me too, unfortunately. So, um, anyway, if you do want to learn how to trade options, I recommend the options thinker, Dan Keegan. It, it's a very modest investment. I think he charges $5,000, which sounds like a lot. But you get, uh, like, I don't know, he, he had to take extra time with me because I was one of the slow kids. Uh which kind of told me maybe this isn't something you should do by yourself. But, you know, there's a lot of math, and I'm not a quantitative guy particularly. I'm a marketing guy. But uh, it's like 12, I think he gave me 12 lessons or whatever. So it's like a three-month course because it's like once a week, and then you, you know, you have a chance to trade what they call paper trading, which is, uh, you know, not with real money simulated trading, which does not, by the way, reflect the real experience, but, you know, it's 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 a training wheel type of thing. And the one thing I'd advise people is don't start trading with real money too fast because that's what I did because I got bored with the paper trading. And I knew I didn't know it, but I, I said, I got to put some money down or else I'm not going to pay any attention. And <laughs> then I paid very close attention. But, um, you know, you do, it really, if you look at it, it's like, you know, 12 sessions for $5,000, that's, that's less than $500 a session. And then he's got a trader group uh, that meets, and you're a lifetime member of that, and you can talk to other traders for the rest of the... And Dan's always available to, to, to talk to for consultation for all the folks he, he taught and mentored. So, uh, very much worthwhile, and you will be so much better off having taken a course, either that one or something like it. I don't really know of any other course like that, but uh, that doesn't mean they're not out there. But I know Dan, and um, you know he knows what he's talking about, good guy, and uh, very highly recommended. But it's 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 a it's a good course to take because you you know even if you never trade an option you learn a lot about how the stock market trades and uh, I remember I I took it just to learn how to buy puts because I didn't want to have another two thousand eight happen to me and I got you know once you learn how to do it you're it's kind of hard to stick to the knitting but I remember one day I made thirty grand you know and as I say we we've, we've made like uh, fifty grand in the last three months, four months on these biotechs. So we kind of doubled our money, which is good. Um, you know, my partner took Dan's course and uh, he's the kind of guy who, you know, 
is very confident in his abilities. So he started trading some pretty exotic stuff pretty early, and he got burned. And so we had a blip that was fairly material. But we've recovered from that, and that was not in biotech, by the way. That was in oil futures. You don't want to get involved with these, uh, what do they call them, ETNs, exchange-traded notes. They're, they're available on gold. GLD is actually, I think, an ETN. And uh, also on oil. It's like commodities. It's like virtual options. I don't go near that stuff because... And I also don't go near these, like, uh, triple, you know, 3x, 2x, where if the mark, if the S&P goes up 1%, years goes up 3 and uh, these are exotics that, you know, bigger players use them during intraday. But you don't want to try that stuff at home. So very complicated. That's all I'll say about that. But after, you know, we had the initial... Uh, hiccups on the way in, the speed bumps, learning curve, whatever hackneyed phrase you want to apply. Uh, once we started focusing on biotech, uh, we've done well. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy who would tell you when I'm not doing well, but in this case, we've done well. And uh, I'm real confident in recommending this as we, we're going into March and we're hopefully going to get our uh, broker-dealer relationship and we can be a little more forthright about going out and marketing this thing. And then, of course, we got the 10-10-10 deal because, you know, what we're doing right now is selling puts, and you need margin. You need cash to... Uh, they're cash-secured puts, so you need some cash to secure the puts so that we could do bigger positions if we had more cash. So we're doing that 10-10-10, uh, 10% interest um, for 10 months, $10,000. And that's negotiable. And, uh, you know, you'll get 10% and then you'll participate only in the upside of our options trade. So if we lose money, that's our problem, not yours. So uh, so if you want to play in that sandbox, you know, I mean, I would certainly recommend that to anybody, even if I wasn't trying to tout it, you know. So I would do it. If somebody offered me that deal, I'd do it. So in any event... Uh, that's still out there. So that's a, really about it for today. Um, I had some other things going on today, so I didn't catch as much on CNBC as I usually do. I put some quotes out on the Alpha's Next Web's uh, LinkedIn page. Actually, let's see how long. Well, I haven't exactly shortchanged you. You know, given the uh, given the, the the subscription fee for this, which is zero. I think I provide reasonably good value. So, and I hope you agree. But, you know, anything you learn, I mean, you're ahead of the game. Didn't cost you a dime. So, what do we got here? Let me see. I put out 